Chad, a good afternoon to you. Thank you for being on board on this Tuesday afternoon. We appreciate the goodness of the Lord. Eighth day of the month of February. And appreciate the beautiful weather we've had today. A nice day. And uh, looks like traffic's in pretty good shape. So, uh, yeah, good commute home. Love to hear from you. Our area code is 828. The text line is 577-1296. And the voice line is 884-WGCR. And as always, we'd love to hear from you this afternoon. We do appreciate folks who communicate with us. And uh, I don't think we I think we had issues yesterday with uh, with the text line. I never I didn't hear anything from anyone. So I think we had a problem. It seems to be working this afternoon. And so, all right. So we'll be glad to hear. Uh, glad to hear from you again. 577-1296 puts you directly in touch with us here uh, for the program. Uh, let's look at that traffic right quick. We are, eh, I said there's not much problem. We're slow backed up on the bridge, and it, it spills over coming down from UNCA. So it's slow as you're getting on, whatever you call it there, where all the roads run together, 26 comes together uh it's it's actually it is actually a uh right there on the bridge on, on the over the the jeff Bourne bridge that is if you ever looked at the road signs that is i-26 east and west it is 240 east and west it is 74 alternate it, it is 23 business all right there. It is Patton Avenue turning into Smoky Park a little ways out. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, but uh, no, and you wonder why it's congested, right? Well, it is. Uh, yeah, it's all all everything converging right there, and it's backed up a little bit around through town, uh, the town of Asheville, and it always is this time of day. It's coming west, and it's showing up on the bridge this afternoon. Everything else seems to be in order. I don't see too many problems um, with traffic. You've got uh, a minor delay over in the gorge. It's not bad. Let's see if I've got a, I don't think I've got a date on that anymore. There used to be a date on the road closure, but they don't, they don't think they've got a date on it now. And of course, what they did was they had to replace a bridge there at the Harmon Den. Uh, exit on Pisgah National Forest, I-40, and so they actually paved down the ramps and back up the other side and took the traffic off on their exit ramps on both sides. And that's how they made it work. That's how they did it. And uh, so it was a little bit of a slowdown, but it's not bad. It works. And then uh, I was going to mention 276 in the Crusoe community is closed. Uh, this time, let's see. They got it 276 north. The north is closed. That's what they're telling us. It looks like both is closed, but okay. Well, yeah, I, they say both sides are closed until February the 12th through there. So going in that direction, they, you know, it, it washed it away. And uh, the big flood last year washed that road away, and, and I mean way up on the bank. And as a result of that, I think they're having to do a major reconstruction 
The parkway remains closed, by the way. And so uh, as far as I know, all of it is shut down, including the commute part because of the bridge construction and all of that. Now, I said that. It looks like to me that it opens there at 25 and you can go north on the parkway. And, yeah, I think you can go north. And I'm trying to look. It's It closes uh, up around the Welcome Center, um, Bull Gap Trailhead, Rattlesnake Lodge Trail. Yeah, right in that section is where it shuts down. So there is a little bit of it open. But it's from uh, the south of 25. That's all shut down. All right, let me drop off the mountain right quick. And I-85 southbound is slower today than normal, right around 14. And it goes down to Pelham Road, and then it's also slow coming up north, coming off of 385, coming up uh, to Pelham as well. So it's slow down right in there. It's a little slower today than usual, about the same amount of, about the same distance, but it's just a little slower today than it has been, than we have been seeing. Decent temperatures on the outside. We're at 47.9 Asheville Airport at six minutes before the hour. It was showing 48 uh, and a little bit of breeze, making it feel just a little bit colder than that. Dropping down to Greer at the Greenville Spartanburg Jetport. Uh, at seven minutes before the hour, 54 degrees. So about a uh, six-degree differential there. That's that's real close to normal. And uh, we are under high pressure, and it is uh, pretty well dominating uh, our, our area. There's a high off the coast of Louisiana on the Gulf. There's also a high uh, in Pennsylvania, and the two of those are just keeping the skies clear. There's some rain off the coast of Jacksonville and off the coast of uh, eastern North Carolina, but it's not affecting anything. There's a pretty good little snowstorm in New England, and it looks like it's kicking up pretty good and uh, causing some real issues even up in Norfolk, Scotia, and all up in Maine and all those areas. But other than that, uh, in, in the U.S., not a lot right now. And there's been a warm-up. In the Great Plains, there's, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it's above freezing and has been now. So it's it's way warmer than, than it was, way warmer than it has been. And so we're, we're watching the influence of some things as far as the weather is concerned. So far, so good. As a matter of fact, if you look out, you will see even, even we're going to have a hard time coming up with a cloud. You're going to see some of the clearest skies that you've seen in a while. Matter of fact, as far as, you know, looking distant vistas and stuff, you'll have probably some of the best views of the year right through right through now because the humidity is so low and there's almost no clouds. It's clear at night. It's clear in the daytime and sunshine. And it's almost a carbon copy. You can figure it in the... Uh, Around freezing at night and mid-50s in the day with very few clouds, very few anything. There's, I see one little chance, and this is on Sunday. There's only about a 30% chance of showers 
but uh, and it'll cool off. So we're going to be like this in the 50s through Saturday. We drop back into the 40s starting uh, Sunday, and uh, there is they, they do mention the word snow in the forecast. It drops off colder Sunday night, 20 and 44 Monday. And uh, so, yeah, it'll be a cold, colder week next week. But this week is very nice for the month of February. Can't argue with that for sure. On the eighth day of February, the listeners portion is being sponsored by Davis, David and Francis Green, thanking God for all their family and for healing Cam. He had cancer at the age of 12 and is now 19 and cancer-free. And we say to God be the glory for that and appreciate David and Francis and uh, we salute Cam today. God bless you. The network budget today is being sponsored uh, for the glory of God. We'd like to say thank you. We appreciate that very much. <clears throat> Let me just say we're 19 days away from Sherathon, and uh, we're uh, we're praying for the network. We sub out. We use a network out of Atlanta. We're praying that the network that carries the signal around the world stays strong. A couple of years ago, we got hacked pretty bad. The network did, got hit pretty hard and knocked us out. And so we had a tough time with that. And so we're praying about that today. And the, the I had a lot of folks been asking about Sherathon. So is it completely different than it has been? And the answer is no. No, it's not completely different, nor is it completely the same. It's going to be kind of a hybrid of 2020 and 2021. So 2020 would have been, you know, our, a regular share when, uh, you know, everything. And then, of course, 2021 was, was nobody was here. It was just, uh, just, just staff only. Well, this year is going to be a mixture of that. We're not promoting joint services. We're not promoting meals. We're not promoting attending. We're not promoting, you know, soup man's not going to be here. We're not doing anything that would cause large groups of people to come. But at the same time, we're not going to turn anybody away. All right. And uh, Sherathon changes a little bit every year, but we try to keep it as much the same as we can because like a big ship, it turns pretty slow. And so uh, we try to keep it as close as we can. Day sponsorships uh, to sponsor a day, whether it be a day in the general budget or a day in the network, uh, the, they will both uh, be aired uh, every hour uh, on the hour, and uh, they are both $400 this year. And so uh, we appreciate folks who have stood with us through the years, originally on the general budget and then expanded to the network budget. We're very grateful for that, and we're very thankful for how folks have stood with us through the years, and uh, we're asking the Lord to do it again, and the Lord will help us, but more than more than that, we need a touch from God in a, in a definite way. Birthdays today, Rodney, Rodney Presley, congratulations, uh, on, and happy birthday. Uh, towns that we are visiting with today that we know about, they're on the app, Akron, Augusta, Brevard, Fort Mill, Franklin, Greenville, Greer, Hendersonville, Houston, Lancaster, Logan, Madison, Marion, Minamani Falls, Morrisville, Mount Laurel, Nassau, uh, Plymouth, Raleigh, 
Richardson, Ridgeland, Rock Hill, St. Louis, San Jose, Silva, I see Europe, I see the United Kingdom, uh, Washington, D.C., and Weaverville with us here this afternoon. And so appreciate all you folks being on board. God bless you. Thank you so much. And uh, we, uh, and, and I'm, I just want to mention a word here. I do not have my cell phone with me. Can you imagine that? I don't have my cell phone with me today. So if you know, any of our folks are trying to get in touch with me through that, I don't have it with me. So you'll have to come through the text line, okay? All right, let's salute some folks that are watching. We appreciate Frank from Alabama, Cricket, Ann, Akbar, and Pakistan. Appreciate uh, Brother Jose in uh, Venezuela. And uh, God bless you. We're so glad to uh, have Venezuela with us. Good to see Vanny in the Philippines. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. We've got an international group with us on the video today. All right. Uh, I, uh, and uh, Wayne, I, I see your message there, but I don't have my phone from yesterday. I apologize. And, uh, okay. All right. The, uh, just a word of note to the, uh, our Facebook watchers. Uh, you have to schedule going live. I don't know why, but you do. And so the schedule is at 5.15, straight up and down, 5.15 is when it can go live. Well, sometimes I'm earlier than that. Sometimes I'm a little later than that. So it just, it varies, but depending on what the newscast did. But uh, that's, that's why sometimes, and then sometimes we don't have all the buttons pushed the right way, okay? Our student staff train uh, on this program, and so they... Uh, uh, you know, they—they they are. It's not the same person every day. So we have different folks, different days, and that's 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 part of the reason. There's a little bit, of, you know. You ask, okay, all right, thank you, Kathy. You said, what's your opinion about, about the home COVID test? All right. Um, as you know, uh, this administration is sending out uh, free COVID testing, and it's been a big hit. Uh, we actually had COVID tests. We had antigen tests over a year ago. And we ordered them through a special situation. And we actually had some people that didn't like it in the medical community. They didn't like us having them. And the reason they didn't like us having them was because that the, uh, they said they weren't, they weren't accurate. People weren't trained how to use them and that it didn't report to the government figures. In other words, somebody takes a test at home and it's positive, it doesn't go on the positive roll, you know, of, of how many we have. So they cannot accurately track it. And so for that reason, they did not like those. So I, I didn't get any more. We just, we just stopped carrying them. And uh, now... Uh, this administration is handing them out. Mr. Biden is handing them out. And people are thinking it's just, it's great. It's a wonderful thing, you know, getting these free tests. 
Well, a couple of things. The the antigen test, there's basically three different types of tests that you can have. There's the antigen, there is what we call PCR, and then I talked yesterday about the NAT test, or I guess they call it what, molecular test, that you can get. The molecular is probably the most accurate, is what I hear, it's what I understand. That's why Israel accepts it as, in, the, in lieu of a shot, they accept the, the NAT testing, you know, the nucleic acid uh, amplification test. They accept that for 190 days. So, uh, but let's, let's drop back there. Why, what, what's the, why, why would you, the antigens, okay? Uh, the people that I've talked to, and again, people that I've talked to. And when you say rapid test, they're being made by all kinds of people. Um, they're, they're, I'm sure that there's different quality standards for different tests. I was in Walgreens, and that you could only buy two packs. They were limiting you to two packs of COVID tests. All you could buy, two packs per, per person. So when you say COVID test, I'm sure that it's like, you know, it's painting with a broad brush when, when there's probably a big difference between quality and price and different things, okay? But here's what, just in the general. In the general, you can have a rapid test and still be positive and not know it. In other words, there is a a higher, I think, a higher probability of false negatives in and this is from what I've read, this is from what I'm hearing, uh, false negatives are higher. And here's how I know that. Because there have been a bunch of medical facilities that are doing the rapid test, and then they get a negative, but the person is symptomatic, and then they go ahead and have a PCR run, and it comes back positive. So... If you have the classic symptoms and you you think you're sick, you feel sick, you have all the classic symptoms of being sick with COVID, just because you get a negative at-home test does not mean that you're negative. Okay, just I hate to be that way, but it's just that's the truth. So I said, what about false positives? I'm sure anything's possible. But I don't think that has been as big a problem as the false negative. But here's the thing that is interesting to me. When we carried the test, we bought them, we carried them, and when they found out, the authorities found out that we had them, they were very critical of us having those. And this was what they said. They said, you're going to mess up our tracking of who has it, and it will give a false numbers. If people start testing at home, it will call, it will skew the numbers because we won't know how many people really have it and how many don't. Because if they don't go to a facility and if they don't get tested, they don't get counted, and therefore we don't know if we're getting better or worse. All we know is more and more people are using rapid tests 
That's what I was told. <clears throat> then the Biden administration starts mailing them out. And you think to yourself, okay, what, uh, what possibly could be the advantage of that? Why, why would they want to do that? And it dawned on me. If you want to make COVID go away, just quit tracking it. It'll still be around, but the numbers are going to get better because people are not going to the urgent care. They're not going to the hospital. Only the worst will go to the hospitals and get tested, and so the numbers will drop. So if you want the numbers to go down, if it's, if it's in your political favor for the numbers to go down, give away free in-home testing. Think about it. Well, let's, let's flip it. Let's go two years ago. If you sneezed twice in a week, you had COVID. Even if you had a negative test, you still had COVID. In New York, one week, nobody died of heart attacks, nobody died of cancer, nobody died of anything but COVID. 100% of everybody who died died of COVID. People, people that died in car wrecks had COVID. Everybody had COVID. Everybody. Because there was federal money involved for everybody that died with COVID. So they, everybody had COVID. And we know they massaged the numbers. We know they massaged it. We know they did. There's no question that they did. Of course, Como's massaged those numbers. And everybody was critical of that. We know that he did that. And it was against Donald Trump to get those numbers higher and higher and higher and higher. And it was justification for locking down the schools, for locking down jobs, for locking down public services, for locking down the government. It was their justification. Oh, the numbers are going up. we got to lock it down. And they did. And they kept it locked down until they just about crippled the United States. And now, in an effort to try to get things back on track, we're going to quit tracking COVID by giving away free at-home tests. And that way, uh, you know, it's going to look better. The numbers are going to look better. Everybody's going to say, yay, heroes, look how good things are getting, when in fact may not be good at all. Just it's not being reported. And I've been say I've been saying those phrases. I've been using that talking about underreporting. I don't know about everybody else, but the Baptists have not been reporting sickness. A bunch have not got tested. They just stayed home and toughed it out and they got didn't get tested. There's a bunch that didn't. And uh there's a bunch that uh, did, I mean, the, and a bunch that got it at home, and they didn't, you know, there's no requirement. As a matter of fact, I don't even know who you would call. Who would you call if you was trying to report an at-home test? And I've got a nurse, one of, our, one of my nurses who is, a, is one of my go-tos. And she's saying people rarely report their at-home positive tests to the state. Yeah. Yeah, rarely. Okay. Uh, so, anyway. And by the way, you know, 
there, by the, I, I, said, I asked yesterday, I said, is there a, is there a chicken pox uh, vaccine now? And, and the answer was yes, there, was, there is one. Uh, the, uh, but also, and we're talking about uh, what's the sun down of this thing? Well, they are now saying that they believe by the end of this year, all restrictions will be gone for COVID. And so that will be three years. So it's not quite three years. Well, the American Red Cross pulled blood samples last year. They went back and started checking blood samples, looking for the antibodies in Americans. And they started going back, and they found a blood sample that was taken from blood that was donated on the 6th of December in the year 2019, which was two months before COVID, and they found antigens, meaning that it was here, and nobody knew it, but it was here. So this coming December will actually be three years, and that seems to be when the sundown of this thing looks like. That will be... You know, that's what it looks like, that it's going to be at the end of this year, and it's going to be, it will have run its course because we'll be th 36 months into it and, uh, yeah, three years. So uh, that's what they think. That's what I was told at the beginning of this thing. I mean, when it was just getting started, uh, a well-known doctor made the statement, it'll be three years, and we cringed at that. But turns out he was right. So, yeah. Uh, so anyway. Uh, yeah, someone says they, they weren't making money on your test. That bothered them the most. Well, it may have been, may have been. Uh, and I see, yeah, I see texts come in today that were from yesterday that I did not get, and I'm sorry, okay. Uh, can you turn in a test, a positive test? I think you can. I think you can call the health department. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's uh, last year somebody's telling us, I mean, this is how bad it was. Uh, a, 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 mo a mom died of cancer. And the hospice nurse came in and said that she wanted to do a COVID test on her. She died of cancer, but they wanted to do a COVID test on her. And uh, because they wanted to count it. She died of cancer, had cancer, but they wanted to test her to make sure so they could count it as a COVID death. See what I'm saying? Now that was that was last year. Now we flipped it. See, we've got a now we've got a president with a different agenda. And so now we've turned it all upside down. Now we're doing it exactly backwards. Speaking of doing things backwards, okay? Uh speaking of doing things backwards, uh, let me uh let me mention this. A local doctor, a local doctor prescribed ivermectin to a gentleman that had COVID this week. And I, the minute I heard it, I said, give me the dosage. I want to see what I want to see what they did. Three milligrams ivermectin in pill form for five days. Three milligrams a day for five days for COVID. I don't know if that doctor's going to be disbarred. I don't know if she's going to be banned from Facebook. I don't know if she's going to be, I don't know. 
but but it happened and i'm talking about a very uh a very well-known doctor okay a very well-known doctor and uh a very a very respected doctor i'll say it that way a very respected doctor did that this week and so not everybody that believes in, in hydrochloroquine and ivermectin are nuts and the medical community know very well that there are there are clinical reasons that both of them and and here's the thing they are the first line of defense in the third world that's what they go to this is the first line of defense because both of them are readily available hydrochloroquine is nothing more than the old quinine that you take for malaria it can be homemade even and malaria pills are commonly taken in the in the tropics it's just a if you're going to go to the tropics you get your malaria pills and you take them it's, it's just a it's, you, everybody does it okay it's just the way you do it and then the second thing is ivermectin is a very very inexpensive and readily available drug and it does show antiviral properties it is it was originally designed it's it's used as a antiparasitic it's used commonly in animals, but it's not just in animals, okay? A lot of people think that, you know, people they make it out that everybody's going up here and getting horse medicine and drinking it. And that's just not true, okay? That's, that's just simply not true. There are doctors, and you can go outside the U.S. and get it without a prescription. You just can't get it in the U.S. for human consumption without a prescription. But you can't outside. And the same thing with... Uh, not only ivermectin, but also a hydrochloroquine. All right. So, the uh, somebody's asking the question: What are you hearing about the the new BA two COVID? I, I've been trying to study it a little bit, and uh, I don't have anything anything pertinent on it. Okay. Um, it's it's interesting, and and there's a whole. Let me let me brush up on it, okay? Before I before I dive into it, let me brush up on it a little bit and get a little bit more. Uh, yeah, let me get a little more uh, information on it so I could so I can quote some things. I, I like doing that better than just off the, you know, just off the cuff. Someone says uh, seventy eight zero four says if if you call if if you says if the health department will ever call you, so they're very slow about doing that. Yeah. All right. And then somebody says, please don't tell, don't give away that doctor. Yeah, don't tell, don't tell on them, okay? I won't. Uh, they're okay. Well, here's another doctor's office, and I won't tell even what community. They gave a prescription to a family a couple of weeks ago for ivermectin to treat COVID with. Folks, the only reason that it is a no-no and it is politically incorrect to use ivermectin is because Donald Trump endorsed it. And they think Donald Trump is a nut. And, they, and they've, I mean, they've just basically chastised anybody that believed anything that Donald Trump said, whether it was true or not. And that's what this is about. Okay. 
Uh, well, uh, and, and here's a in this. Okay, um, that's a good point. This particular doctor is an independent doctor. Works for herself. She does not answer to the big hospital systems. Therefore, she is. Uh, you know, she she is not governed by the hosp- all these hospitals and and their. Um, you know, what I'm saying she's not covered by their rules because she's an independent doctor. All doctors used to be that way. All doctors work for themselves. Now they all work for hospitals. Hospitals come in and bought up private practice, and there's a whole there's a whole thing behind that too that I don't like. And somebody's telling me, said, feel like a different person, taking hydrochloroquine, taking ivermectin, and given by the doctor and doing very well. Um, there is hydrochloroquine uh, can be made from fruits, and it is uh, you can boil it, and you make it's a, it's a homemade, yeah, and I'm. Yeah, I won't go into the into the recipe, but yeah, you can make it at home. You sure can. Um, someone's telling me zero seven seven zero is telling me Virginia and Kentucky forbid prescribing it on the state level. Isn't that something? How I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, a couple of months ago, a doctor prescribed ivermectin around Rocky Mount, Virginia, under the old governor. Okay. All right. In uh, there was a okay. This is my medical one of my medical consultants telling me that they did a study in Bangladesh, a poor, very poor country. And they used 12 milligrams a day of ivermectin for five days. And they had very good clinical results in, in a study that Bangladesh performed. And so doctor here gave three milligrams. This is 12 per day with good results. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you about had, me, about had me convinced. Yeah, you about had me convinced. Somebody said the Democrats are going to quit using hairspray because Donald, Donald Trump uses it. Well, okay. Uh, it's got hydro, was it hydrocarbons in it or something, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, I'm just saying, yeah, you know who I'm talking to. All right. And, uh, okay, got more people on the uh, online with us. They could see Joel in the Philippines, Nick in the Philippines. Y'all are up early. All right. So thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, the uh, well, I, I, we talked about this, and we have talked about this. It's been a while, but ivermectin. Somebody's cleared my. Oh five oh two, send me send me the the little stat you gave me the other day on ivermectin, please. I know it was twenty fifteen. Um, well, anyway, 
the uh, there are people who are you know very you know there there's still people who are very sick with this and uh, very sick with this. I've got one right now. Matter of fact, I just reported a fever that he's got. Oh no, this is a different one. Okay, I've got one now with another fever that that had just got over it, and then I've got another one of the Bible College that has developed bronchitis, which is a post-secondary infection of COVID, and he's you know, he's he sounds terrible. Oh my goodness, he sounds terrible. And so remember him. This is, uh, you know, there's uh, one of the big things that a lot of people have issues, you know, uh, is is this post-secondary. It gets you run down and then you get something else. And there's another thing that's happening. You know, they won't give you an antibiotic for COVID because it's not a bacteria. It is viral. And yet, there are studies that show that a Z-Pak, azithromycin, for whatever reason, and I don't understand why a antibiotic would be useful unless it has anti-inflammatory properties, and that's possible, but that azithromycin is, is indicated to prescribe azithromycin for people who have COVID really bad. And that's not just, that's not alt-medicine, okay, alt-right medicine. That's not what it is. It is, it's common. It is a common practice to prescribe a Z-Pak some type of either prednisone or, depending on where you have it, uh, prednisone for your lungs or even even the uh, 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 corticosteroid nose sprays for your sinuses. It's common, commonplace. Uh, of course, the zinc aspect. Uh, we know that you know the, you know a common cold is a virus, and yet zinc cuts down the duration of the common cold. We know that. Uh, Zycam, a lot of these, is it Zycam? I don't sound right now that I said it. But anyway, there's a number of, z- of zinc-laden cold remedies because the zinc, again, has some antiviral properties about it, so, as, does the, as does quinine, as does ivermectin, antiviral properties. There was, I had a question, and I, I would like to throw this out to a, a microbiologist. I'd like to know, why did they not go the route of Tamiflu? Tamiflu is an antiviral. It will cut down the uh, duration of the common flu, sometimes by 60%. Why did anybody not, we didn't hear anything about that. You know, we don't. We just don't have that many antivirals at our disposal. Uh, we will have, in time. I mean, there's, there's. You know, we will have. Let me tell you. Let me. Let me just give you the bottom line of all this. Okay, number one, I hate politics when it comes to my health. I hate p. 
people taking, playing politics with my health. It's my health, okay? It's my health. And I despise anybody who plays politics with my health and with my life expectancy. And you're going to play politics with that? You're going to get me mad, okay? I think Americans ought to be the freest people on earth, but we're not. We're not allowed to order medicine from across the borders, even though it's made over there, and we're not allowed to, to, to buy it over there. If they catch you coming across the border with it, they'll get you. You know, And you can only have so much, and you have to have a prescription for it when you cross the border. There's a bunch of restrictions. Yet I can go to, I can go to Mexico and buy all of my medicine. My medicine runs thousands a month. I can go across the border and buy it for hundreds a month, hundreds a month, as opposed to thousands a month. But they won't let me. Even though it's prescribed by a doctor, they won't let me. They won't let me bring it across in large volumes. They won't let me. That's wrong. I think an American ought to be able to buy medicine anywhere they want to. I think Americans ought to be able to, to go anywhere they want to for, to get medical help and to buy and order things from anywhere they want to. Somebody said, well, they'll order something bad. Again, Americans ought to be the freest people on earth. And... You know, and I realize not, but I, I don't need big brother government holding my hand when it comes to my health care, telling me what I can do and what I cannot do. You see, I had, uh, I had deteriorating degenerative disc disease. I had two discs that were completely gone. I had, uh, I had vertebrae against vertebrae. Okay. But they would not let me have an MRI. They wouldn't let me have an MRI. And I said, why can I not have an MRI? And they said, because you haven't had x-rays. And I said, what's that got to do with it? They said, absolutely nothing. But the way it works, you have to have, they want you to have physical therapy, and then they want you, after, if that doesn't work, they want you to get uh, shots. If that doesn't work, then you get x-rays, and if that doesn't work, then you get an MRI. Well, if we know what's wrong, why don't we just get the MRI and go, and go about it? They wouldn't let me. So they x-rayed me right before they gave me the MRI to satisfy the government. Cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars for these x-rays, and they did it to satisfy the government. How's that right? It's not right. If a doctor thought I needed an MRI, he should, I should have walked in. He said, yeah, you need an MRI. And he should have been able to walk in there and get it. But no, they wouldn't do it. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they said that uh, after I had my surgery, they said, oh, they weren't going to pay for part of it. Because the doctor used non-medically necessary things. I showed that to my doctor and son. I thought he was going to spit. You talk about mad. Oh, he got mad. Yeah, he said, what's the matter with those yahoos? He said, they're still back in the, they're still back in the, in, the, in the 1990s with technology. He said, I've been doing this for years. He said, not pay. He said, you bet me one thing, they will pay. 
He said, I have got a pre-approval where they promised to pay. And he said, I did exactly what I always do. And he said, I bet you they pay. Why hide and watch? He said, oh, they'll pay. He said, preacher, don't you even, don't you even, don't you even bat your eyes over this. This is a no, non-issue. He called their lead surgeon at the insurance company and give him a big piece of his mind. <laughs> I think he got a lot of satisfaction out of it, actually. He acted like he enjoyed it. <laughs> a couple of interesting things. Uh, 5003 uh, says that the Biden's free tests, they're made in China, number one. Interesting. And mailmen are reporting that liquid... Uh, the liquid uh, regents or reagents for these tests are freezing in current temperatures, making them useless. Interesting. Government money. Yeah. Uh, in Georgia, if you get a positive test, they administer ivermectin, prednisone, ZPAC, and abuterol for just a positive test. And by the way, those four things right there are are well-known go-to drugs, well-known, in every other part of the world, as well as many states. But everything they just said is politically incorrect. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, and I, I've heard this, too. And I, what's what's it called? What's the what what's in onions? What's in? My grandpa believed in eating onion a day instead of apple a day. He believed in eating onion a day, and uh, keep you healthy. The reason is, ain't nobody with a cold to get close to you because you stink so bad. But uh, he'd eat ramps too. Uh, jalapeno, jalapeno, habanero peppers, real ginger root, garlic, onions, horseradish, and. Uh, there are some, the yeah, there's some properties, okay, and uh, well, I think it's I think it's um, interesting that this administration is spending all this money with China to give these tests to test Americans for the China virus. Don't you think that's interesting? Yeah, it's also interesting how fast they made those tests. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and let me drop back. Ivermectin, yeah. In 2015, the Nobel Committee for Physiology or Medicine honored the discovery of ivermectin against tropical diseases. The drug was honored in 2015. It's fact. Okay. Uh, okay. So the different why? Okay. Oh, so here's so Tamiflu. Okay. So here here we go. The reason that Tamiflu is is not effective against COVID. Tamiflu blocks the enzyme which helps the flu virus replicate, but usually only works in the first 48 hours. Ivermectin works by interfering with the spike protein docking to the human cell membrane. Good information. Thank you for that. Um, if you study Japan and their approach to COVID, their numbers are way, way low, and well, a lot of times we'll look at Japan as kind of a test because they have a lot of people in a small, small space. And so we look at that. You know, you know the key to Japan's low numbers, according to the Japanese? You know what, what the key is? 
widespread use of ivermectin. Yeah. And uh, onions are anti-inflammatory and also contain antioxidants. And so that's that's and so does all the peppers, the hot things. Yeah. I got Bible college. I've got to teach. Thank you for being with us. I've enjoyed our time together, but I think it interesting how that how we flipped completely flipped our approach to this thing because it's no longer politically expedient to have the numbers and high numbers. And so it's going against the administration. So suddenly we figured out a way not to have high numbers and just let it kind of die off and set off. Whether it goes away or not, it's just not going to be reported accurately. There you go. That ought to make the stock market go up, huh? Okay. Thank you for being with us. I ask you to continue to pray. We have two still on respirators clinging to life from COVID pneumonia. We've got several other folks that are sick and hurting. And so remember them. Had a man had a heart attack last night and still in the ER. Others that recovering from COVID, they're having a struggling, having a tough time still. No strength, can't, can't still have an oxygen, you know, and so really tough times. So remember these and then pray for the, those that are bereaved and pray that the Lord will touch them and help them, okay? Pray for the situation in North Korea. Pray for the situation in Russia. And uh, we've got troops on pretty high alert. It doesn't look good. And so remember those situations, okay? All right. Thank you for being with us. Thank the Lord for your, his mercy. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you. We bless your name for all you've doing, for all that you've given, and all that you've forgiven. And Lord, we, we confess that we certainly know experts on any of these things. But Lord, just just trying to figure out what questions to ask. Though we don't have the answers, Lord, we're just trying to figure out the right questions to ask. And Lord, we pray you'd help us. Help us not to be discontent, but at the same time, Lord, help us not to be a, uh, help us not to be cookie cutters and to fall into the political correctness just because we're told to do so. Lord, I pray you'd help us to be salt and light Help us to have a cleansing effect upon this planet. And I pray, Lord, your will will be done in our lives. Save the soul that's near as hell. Get glory to yourself in Christ's name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being on board. I'm Pastor Randy Barton. Two of me again, whether on the air or in the air, may God richly bless you is our prayer.